Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Man, you're pumped. I, I mean, these theme songs, they got me pumped. I mean, you did the research for this one, yeah. so you're like on it. And I'm like, well, and I have some like I'm knowledge here. that I'm ready to drop. I'm pumped. That's it. That's oh, all I got. Okay. <laughs> what are you fangirling over? I am fangirling. Well, I guess this would be a week old now, I think. But a recent episode of Last Man on Earth. Oh. Mm-hmm. So... If for those who may not be watching Last Man on Earth, it's like almost everyone died from a disease and okay. it's just a few people surviving, living on like the abandoned gotcha. earth. Yeah. And every once in a while a new character pops in, like someone else has survived this illness, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so like last season or last year, there was a Kristen Wiig solo episode, mm-hmm. which like explained her character, like and how she ended up there, blah, blah, blah. This time, it was Fred Armisen playing a serial killer. Oh, my God. And... The, on on brand. Are, I was gonna say, are you only fangirl over no, serial killers from I now think on? The strongest episodes of Last Man on Earth are solo episodes, uh-huh. and this one was so funny. He just like happened to be a serial killer. Okay. Also, uh-huh. um, I just really love it, and I feel like Last Man on Earth doesn't get it enough attention. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. People need to watch it. It's very. It's funny. really funny. Yeah, it's a very very funny show. I watched the whole first season. I'm behind, um, but I did really like it. I thought it was super funny. Um, can we take a quick sidebar to talk about the things that you have fangirled about in 2018? <laughs> Charles Manson, Mindhunter, Fred Armisen is a serial killer. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> do you want to? Do we need to talk offline? Just, <laughs> offline. I just wanna. Just wanna check in. All right. You good? Yeah. All right. You know I'm scared of everything. I know. So, but we talked about that too. Like you like these things because it like weirdly allays your anxiety. Yeah. Mm, let's break it down some more. Um, okay. I am also weirdly fangirling over a previous episode of television, um, but only because it perfectly aligns with our topic today. So I watch The Goldbergs. Um, judge so does me, my mom. Judge me if you will. Um, I think it's very funny. I like it. It has basically devolved into like every single episode is just like. A full play on a pop culture moment, which is, I mean, sounds great. It sounds great. It's perfect to me. Like, I love it. Um, And this most recent episode that I watched was called The Goldberg Girls. And the entire opening segment of the show, the cold open, if you will, was just the entire family singing the Golden Girls theme song. And I was like, what? Us if we wrote TV. (laughs) I was like, do I need to be friends with Adam F. Goldberg? Um, But yeah, I was very happy about it. And then the whole episode was around how Beverly was trying to make her own Golden Girls. And I love that. I love it. I always have a backup plan. You know, like some people, backup plan. you know, some people like pick like you're you're the Miranda to my carrier. Yeah. Like you're the Samantha. I always like find three people. I'm like, OK, if our spouses die, yeah. we're all going to live in this house together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get that. And like I can live with you, you and you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I've already got it planned out. Perfect. So um, I'm into that. Yeah, I um, there's also another like. There will be another tie to my fangirling that pops up in some oh. of my some of my trivia, um, but yeah, I was I was I was really into it, and I just appreciate the Goldbergs. If you're not watching it and you like pop culture, you should watch it. Like they did a Karate Kid episode. I don't know, I like it. It's kind of fun too because they always like bring in the real people for the most part. That's nice. Yeah, like they did a um, something. The, one of the kids who's in a Christmas story like grew up in the same town as them, and then they had like the adult actor play a role in the show. And at the end, there's always like a "This is the guy," and I don't know. It's like a little Easter egg. I kind of like it. Um, okay. Anyway, should we jump into this? 
Okay. I need to say right off the bat yeah. that I'm not familiar with a few of these. I mean, I am now. Yes. But in the beginning, I was like, uh. But you also did say that like once you you realize that you watch more of some of these shows than yes. you thought that you did. And I realize it doesn't matter because we're basing this on song. <laughs> song. Theme songs. Yes. This isn't based on the show. No, it's not. But... I mean, I mean, it's a little bit. Yeah, a little. Okay, so in the 70s, we did 7 for 70s. In the 80s, we're going to do 8 for 80s. So again, same thing. Count backwards. Yep. 8 to 1. 80s on 8, much like XM Radio. <laughs> love love me some 80s on 8. Yeah. All right. Number 8, guys. We talked about one of the stars of this show a little bit in our last episode. But mostly this is on this list because I had a personal anecdote and it just needed to be on the list. Yeah, I, I allowed you. Yes. I was like, yeah, we can have this on here. <laughs> Number eight, The Growing Pains. So Growing Pains comes out in 1985. Is it called? Wait, I'm sorry. Is it called The Growing Pains? I think it's just Growing Pains. I, I do realize that I have The Growing Pains on here, but maybe that was just, again, me, project, me projecting. Um, okay, so the song is called As Long As We've Got Each Other. Um, now... Several years ago, I believe. Let's go back. I think it was 2007. Okay. I'm um, there. You're there. I was in Las Vegas for the first time with my friends. Um, it was all of my high school friends. We came from all over the country. It was very fun. And we are standing out in front of the Monte Carlo because that's where we could afford and where we were staying. And who walks past us? None other than Alan Thick. And he's with a very, like, leggy, younger-looking lady. And later Not was, his wife? Uh, maybe it was his wife at the time. I don't know. And later I was like, why is Alan Thicke staying at the Monte Carlo? And then I realized that he, like, does promo work for their, like, timeshare division. Mm-hmm. So he's probably staying there for free. Whatever. Anyway, he comes, like, walking towards all of us. And several of my friends from high school we were all in choir together. It sounds cooler than it was. And it doesn't n- sound cool at no all. No I'll show you some video. <laughs> it's super cool. No joke. Without any prompting, we break into three-part harmony in this theme song in the, like, show me that smile. Like, literally, like, alto soprano and then, like, our friend, like, our guy friends just, like, chimed in, too. And it was, he looked at us like you're a bunch of freaking weirdos, but then laughed and, like, appreciated it. And then we just continued to, like, sing the theme song. And it's one of the highlights of my life. So weird. Um, Super weird. Super nerdy, but I 2007. It. What were you wearing in Vegas in 2007? Oh, I have some pictures. I have, like, a, it was, like, a lime green dress. <laughs> I am very white. Lime, not a great color for me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably had, like, a flip phone still or maybe, like, I oh, did. a Blackberry Curve. I have no, a Blackberry Pearl. Oh, love a pearl. I be fancy, and I thought I, had I was the businessy. Um, no, and it's funny because we have all these photos of it, and like I t- they were taken on an actual camera. Yeah. Um, and every no one has an iPhone in their photo. It's amazing. Um, so weird. So weird. What a time. But okay, so this song. There were various versions over the years. Season one was just a solo, and then the remaining seasons became a duet. Oh, they thought they needed to amp it up. Yes. Season number four, the female vocalist is Dusty Springfield. Whoa, why only for season four? I don't know. Season six became acapella, and it was sung by Rockapella of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes, and it's actually really great. Um, I kind of loved it. Why? I don't know. Why did they switch it up? So it was like one person's job theme song, and they were like, guys, we should really like switch it up. Maybe. I don't know. But I just love, too, that like this is a good theme song. Alan Thicke wrote theme songs. Hot guitar licks. Yeah. uh He plays, you know, he plays the dad on the growing pains. Um, And I don't know. It's just like it makes 
it makes me smile. Season seven, Leo DiCaprio. He's in the credits, so it's it's a great, he's there he's there he's there that makes the theme song better it does it makes the theme song better but I do like it because their opening theme too is a lot of like photos of them as little kids and then they all grow up and stuff yeah. I don't know I liked it um okay number seven who's the boss who is the boss who is the boss what do we what do we think at the end of the day is it Tony? Is it Angela? Who's the boss? Is it the kids? I don't know. Um, okay, so this song, the show came out in 1984. Um, the song is called Brand New Life. Uh, um, and I don't know. Take a chance and face the wind. What does that mean? Take a chance and face the wind? Like It's like be bold, try new things. I mean, I right? guess. I, I, I don't know. I, I like don't know it. why face the wind. I know. Like, is it? In your face? I get, maybe it's like a challenge, like to walk in the wind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, ugh, head on. I don't know. Um, it sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> it does not sound fun. But you're mm. you're taking a chance. Yeah. You're facing that wind. Um, okay, so this song was actually written by the show creators. That's which, amazing. Yeah, which means that they likely made bank on it. Um, because not only then are they getting credits for creating the show, they then become ASCAP members, which is the right. Association of Songwriters. And so then they're getting money every single time it plays. And I feel like this was before some of those loopholes were closed in the 80s. So, like, good on these dudes. Um, however, so they wrote the lyrics. Okay. The music was written by Robert Kraft, who wrote Under the Sea. Wow, what a beautiful man. Little Mermaid. Um, and it was also the other guy who wrote the music for it was a, a man named Larry Carlton. And he was a studio artist from for everyone from Joni Mitchell to Steely Dan. Why did this song take so many people? It's Unclear. not great. I mean, it's I mean, it's it is. Good. We put it in our lineup, but it's not like amazing. I, what I think this is actually saying is that like it's hard to be a musician you know what I mean and like these people gotta like find their money where they can make it and so it's like not only are you like playing guitar for Joni Mitchell like you're hustling on the side for Tony Danza so are you saying we we should start writing theme songs because that's what I heard yeah but I think that we missed our time um I think we can bring it back I mean the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt here's here's my thing great theme streaming shows why don't you have theme songs because I mean like Grace and Frankie does yeah some of them do. I mean, Mindhunter did. Yeah. I didn't need it, though. It's a good point because it's like, what are you doing? You Stranger know what I mean? Things does, and it's a jam. It is a jam. Yeah, maybe that's our that's our niche. Streaming themies. Fuller House Stream- obviously does. Yeah. Full, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, Looking into it later. <laughs> all right. It's happening. Number six. This Family was, ties. This was something you said you didn't know a lot about. And then I was like, JK, I know it. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know how you didn't know it after watching the London episodes. Um, because it didn't have the theme song. It was its own movie. I know, but like, you didn't do some some source material? Here's my problem with this theme song. Yeah. I figured it out right before we started this. Okay. So it's like if you took the Growing Pains theme song and like watered it down with some Who's the Boss, uh-huh. you get this Family Ties theme song. I mean... So it's not... It's better than the two because it combined. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's still like missing that like punch. The, yeah. It's very early 80s. I feel like it's this. Yes. So it's, the show it's still kind of soft. Yes. It's a easy. little 70s easy love, like, you know, sort of slow jam. Family Ties came out in 1982, which was actually very shocking to me. Um, 
because it feels later 80s to me. Yeah, but then I realized that Michael J. Fox was like a BFD in the late 80s because of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So it, it does start to make sense. So the song is called Without Us. It is a duet. I will say it is very long. It takes about 30 seconds to like get to the goods of the song and like the part that you really know. But at the beginning, it's like, we've been together for a million years. Like, you know it. Yeah. Also, the opening sequence of Family Ties is them being painted as an oil painting. And I have asked several times, where is that if oil painting? Real. I yeah. want to know. It's got to be somewhere because when I went to... Uh, a couple years ago, that Stars Hollow Gilmore Girls thing. Yeah, they had the family portrait that's in the grandparents' home. Oh yeah, those on things, display. Those I'm things like, are real. Okay, this is real. Yeah, where is it hidden? No, I mean, why isn't there an art exhibit that's just paintings from television shows? Oh my god, we were just like coming we up are with spitballing I- ideas right before this. I decided we're TV theme <laughs> lounge singers on the cruise circuit. Like just, we've got plans we for 2018. Plans. The fangirl brand takes off in a bunch <laughs> of weird ass ways. Um, okay, here's my knowledge on this song. Okay, like I said, it was a duet. The original lady singer yes. on this theme song is Mindy Sterling. Okay. Now you might say to yourself, why do I know that name, Mindy Sterling? Uh, so Mindy Sterling is in Austin Powers as <gasps> Frau Farbissa. <gasps> yes. Now, back- and in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay. Yes, and in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Also back to my original fangirling, she plays one of the Goldberg girls on the Goldbergs. And I was just like, oh I my God. I would never imagine her with this voice. That's her voice. And I had, I didn't <gasps> believe it. I did not believe it. And so I had to do a bunch of corroboration and like go. And she did. She like was a studio singer and she's credited on Family Ties as the theme singer, theme song singer. And I was just like, that's the greatest thing you've ever told me. I mean, you're welcome. Remember when I was doing the research and I was like, girl, I got some yeah, knowledge. I was like, I don't have anything for you. <laughs> I was very pumped about it. I was just like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, Frau. Frau Farbissina. Singing family ties. Wow. I know. What a visual. Um, okay. This is where I feel like we start to like get into it for you. Yeah. Like you're pumped. Yeah. I'm getting pumped, but also you aren't. Because I'm you technically hate. hate. This was this next one based on our... Way back when, throwback episode, yeah. episode two. This was controversial. We argued a little bit. I was like, fine, we'll put this here. Because, like, everyone knows it. Yeah. Right. Number five, Full House. Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. I mean, we've talk- we did talk about this in our theme song, Throwdown, but mm-hmm. Jesse Frederick, those are jams, though. American Even though Treasure. we hate it. Yeah, so Jesse Frederick, he also, again, wrote Step by Step and Family Matters. He's the writer of this song. Here's where I think it gets a little controversial for me. In my brain, Full House comes out in, like, 1993. Yeah, it sounds... Was it ahead of its time, this theme song? (laughs) Um, Full House actually came out in 1987, which is shocking, I think. I think if you told me 89, I would have believed it. But 87, like, I'm... Five? I wasn't what? born. Oh, gross. Go for <laughs> yourself. Um, I have a note in our outline that just says Marin hates it. I guess that makes sense because I always keep tabs on how old the Olsen twins are, mm. and they're just a couple, two or three years older than I am. Yeah, because they were babies. So this makes sense. So again, to rehash my argument from our last episode, the reason I don't like it is because it's a mess. And like, it just doesn't make any sense It doesn't to me. make sense... No. It's like four songs in one. I will say it gets the in your head. The Paperboy Evening TV. Yeah. Was it, it's like, it's almost like they were trying to do a Happy Days thing. Yeah. Like, Nostalgia. remember those good days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> and those were probably not that great. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, there's a lot going on. 
But I, I will say, like I said, it gets stuck in your head and and you hum it and it, it is a little bit of a jam. It's just not my favorite. No, it's not my favorite. But when he, he has better work, he has better, he has better work. But it does need to be recognized in this list because it's iconic. It's, and now, you know, Fuller House, like the show, the show is still alive. So yeah. it's like it needs to be recognized. The theme song is still going. Still going. Okay. This next one, I really didn't know, and I have just been singing it nonstop. So this is a show where, for a while, I thought I, like, imagined this show, because no one ever really talked about it a lot, and I was like, no, I watched all of this show. Charles in Charge, 1984. Now... Charles was basically a manny. He lived in the basement. He, like, watched over the family. It's a narrative song. He's in charge. He's in charge. It tells you all about the show. Um, but it's just like, Charles in charge of our days and our nights. But, like, do we want Charles in charge of our days and our nights? No. I don't, I mean, I don't want him running my life. Yeah, so Scott Bayo of Happy Days Famous, Chachi. Um, but... <laughs> the best part of this song is that we both questioned whether or not this was Susanna Hoff. Um, it's not. It's not. But it sh- the Bengals should cover it now. Yeah. Like, now's a perfect time. It basically sounds exactly like her. The woman who sang this song's uh, name is Shandy Cinnamon. Cinnamon with an S. And that is her real name. That is made up, but I also love it. Her real name is actually Chandra, S-H-A-N. Chandra, that's hard to say. It's Shand- like a Chandra she Cinnamon. Sells. Yeah, it's a seashell. She she yeah. Shandy Cinnamon um, is the voice of this. She really did nothing else. Like, she did, like, a couple things, but, like, not That would be great. Merit. Like, just to be known for a theme song. Yeah, like, I Laverne Shirley, Charles in Charge. Could you go to conferences on that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Why not? That's enough, right? Um, but, yeah, Nicole Eggert, she was later in Baywatch. Great show, very underappreciated. Oh, we love the Baywatch theme. Oh yeah, that, that was a whole thing, and we were like, we were like, can't that's a drama. It. It's a oh. drama. I know Baywatch, a drama. Who knew? Um, but yeah, Charles in Charge. Underappreciated show. Speechless. Underappreciated show. Underappreciated theme. That's why I had to put it at number four because, like, again, gets in your yeah. head. It's a jam. Like, go back and listen to it. It's yeah. gonna be in your head for days. And again, it tells the story of the show, which we know is my favorite. Yeah. So that was almost one of our qualifications mm-hmm. is it had to tell the story of the show but yeah. then it was just like too it gets yeah it gets too maybe, narrow there too narrow too narrow okay now we're getting into here we go hot gold you this you go is this is my yours. stuff number three easily one of my favorites of all time family matters 1989 again now so I think most people would say this came out in the 90s. So for us to say that this is an 80s theme song, I'm sure people are like, what? But mm-hmm. 1989. Yeah, right in that cusp. 80s. Um, yeah, it, I did know this fact. I think we did talk about it. Uh-huh. But it was originally supposed to be What a Wonderful World, which sounds like very like melancholy and maybe sad. Just a totally different tone to yeah. the show. Like, not a sitcom theme. Um, no. I will say the greatest part of this theme song, theme song though, is the, like, at the oh. beginning, and, like, yes. the cut into you're Chicago. You're just so ready. Yeah, you're like, I am in. Didn't you say this was, like, your, your alarm yes. clock tone? I used to wake up to this in high school. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? My ringtone is Blossom. So. But, I mean, but it's just like, wake up. Like, you're like, I'm ready. I wouldn't even hear it. Really? I would sleep through it. Oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> um, yes, so also, something that I learned in doing a little bit more research is that in season seven of this show 
they got rid of it. Why? The entire... Is it the season Harriet left? Uh, yeah, there's some of that. So mm-hmm. the entire theme song and the opening goes bye-bye, and they just credit everyone over like the cold open. That's it. That's garbage. Why? Like, that's so weird. It's such a classic theme song. Yeah. And, I mean, I know intros don't count, but everyone's got a great classic sitcom intro where you all have your moment doing something. And you turn. Waldo Faldo's catching a basketball. The grandma's reading a Rolling Stone. Like, everyone has their time. I know. And it's it's just that it is... I had argued in that episode for Step by Step because I love it. And again, it's it's a hot duet. Updated Brady Bunch. But the more I listen to Family Matters, like... It's a jam. You're right. I, I get it. I mean, Finally. it is like very, it's just upbeat. Like you feel good. It's very happy days. Like I'm like, I'm ready to watch the show. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. Okay. This is a this controversial is like a deep time. breath, controversial time moment. We were down to our final two. Now, both of these, number two and number one, had we not included them on this list, riots, right? Riots. Like these are by far... <laughs> These are, again, up in the pantheon of, like, top ten theme songs of all time. Yeah. The order in which we put these down. Debatable. Debatable. Number two. Cheers. 1982. Where everybody knows your name. I mean, everybody knows your name there. It's the message. We get it. You question whether or not. We know what yours is about. Yeah. You question whether or not you want everyone to know your name. I was like, but do I want that? Yeah. At a bar? My thing was, okay, so this the song is called Where Everybody Knows Your Name. Um, this was actually then, after Cheers came out, released as a single, and it made both the British and U.S. pop charts, which is kind of amazing. Um, and my one thing is why I put it number two as opposed to number one, is that I don't know that it fully matches the tone of the show. It doesn't. It 100% does not. Which is a little bit weird. I mean, you you feel like you're like, oh. Like, it's, like, very emotional. Mm-hmm. And then the show, although it is kind of about this, you know, it's a workplace drama, like, comedy, yeah. really, um, is a little off to me. I just feel like, you know, and yes, it's iconic, and Cheers is, like, one of the best television shows in the history of time. Like, I get it. But it's just like, hmm. I yeah, it just doesn't quite work. No, when you go back, you're like, I don't... That's interesting. So this show was written by a gentleman named Gary Portnoy. He also wrote the Punky Brewster and Mr. Belvedere theme songs. He sings the Punky Brewster theme Ooh, song. yeah. And when we were doing research for this, I was like, what's the Punky Brewster theme song? And I was like, this song is garbage. I yeah. didn't like <laughs> it. Was it was really bad. And I really didn't like it at all. And I was just like, well, that's weird. And she was like begging for food. Yeah. Um... Also, this uh, Gary Portnoy wrote a, was a songwriter, not just a theme songwriter, you know, because I think a lot of these people are. He wrote a Dolly song called Say Goodnight. I, I wasn't familiar. I Googled no. it and played the it was, whole thing. It sounded pretty good. But sounded, I mean, that could be the magic of Dolly. I mean, yeah. It's hard to say. She's watching us right now. Um, so the only reason I know the first four lines of this of the Cheers song, like uh-huh. the actual song when it's like making your way in the world yeah. today, uh-huh. is because um, of Molly Shannon sings it at the piano in A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> She's performing for her parents and the Butabi Brothers' parents, uh-huh. and then it gets gets cut off. But like that's why, because I know every word of that movie. I mean, if someone sings this song in karaoke, like if they just get up there and start singing it, like it's your the room's going to lose their shit. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone knows it. It's very exciting. <laughs> These but episodes like, are really just um, like an advertisement to encourage you to th- sing TV theme songs at, at karaoke. karaoke. Mm-hmm. 
it's always a hit. I mean, it's a crowd favorite. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, also a crowd favorite, if you sing All I Want for Christmas, like, in the middle of summer, people love it. Yeah. Uh, just, just a hot tip. Um, okay, so that's number two. So, guys, if you don't know what number one is, like, you don't know us. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Number one, Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. 1985. Um, so I will say, thank you for being a friend and Where Everybody Knows Your Name were the only two of these theme songs that actually had their own Wikipedia pages, oh, which means they're that good. They're that good. They weren't just like subsets of the show. Um, this was an actual song from an album by a gentleman named Andrew Gold. Mm-hmm. This song hit number 25 on the Billboard Top 100 in 1978. Uh, Andrew Gold, who you know also wrote it, mm-hmm. he says that it was basically a throwaway track, and then it took him an hour to write it. Like, he didn't what? think anything of it. Um, something sort of fun that I liked about this, so Andrew Gold wrote it. Andrew Gold's mother was a woman named Marnie Nixon. Okay. Marnie Nixon is credited in countless Hollywood movies, but she's the singing voice behind... West Side Story for Natalie Wood, The King and I, and My Fair Lady. Wow. I know, right? Kind of interesting. Like, fun little fact. Like, keeping it all in the in the musical family, Andrew Gold. Loved that. Um, but for the show, it was recorded by a woman named Cynthia Fee. I could find zero information on Miss so Fee. So, did they just feel like they needed a woman's voice to I set so. the tone for the Golden Girls? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and then, as we discussed um, in a previous episode... I was going to say, this, yes. Thank You for Being a Friend gets like remixed for Golden Palace, which was a Golden Girls spinoff, and it's garbage. Yeah, we hate it. <laughs> but Golden I, Girls is it. I think I might have mentioned this on an episode in the past, but when I graduated high school, you were allowed to write a thank you. Uh-huh. And it was basically, because I had a small class, and it was read as you crossed the stage and got your diploma. So I wrote... I like Natalie would like to thank Rose, Blanche, Dorothy, and Sophia for being a friend. Their hearts are true. You've been pals and confidants. And then I was like, also family and friends, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and apparently, my great grandma in the crowd got mad because she was like, who are these people? Why isn't she thanking us? She did not get the joke, Aww. but it was overall well received. <laughs> overall at the lapel high school yes. graduation, well received. Um, it's just. It's an icon in and of itself. I never get tired of the theme song. Travel down the road. I I binged like four episodes while I did a Golden Girls puzzle Mm -hmm. over the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I I was just like singing the song, trying to do this puzzle, having a great time. It was almost motivation for the puzzle. Ooh, uh I like that. My favorite is like the, and if you threw a party. Like I love that, the transition of that part. It is just... Like, you could play that. I don't care. You could play that to some, like, youths today. And if they didn't like it, I'd be like, screw yeah. these. Like, it's it's a great song. And it just, it just ties the show together so well. And it's just those Golden Girls. I always still question the Golden Girls, though, because they're not that old. No. Like, they're in their 50s. Don't any of them work? Do they all retire early? What happened? They're all retired, I think. But, like, good on them. Independently wealthy yeah. ladies living together. The girls are golden. The theme song is golden. You did it. Mike. I did it. Drop. Um, we have one honorable mention for the 80s. And this I mean, one, probably more. But. Probably, but one that I wrote down. The Wonder Years. 
It's so, a good one. It's a great one, but it's like it's an actual song, and it's then it's covered. covered. But so is Golden Girls, kind of. Yeah. It's just not as iconic, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it wasn't like its own huge song that like everyone knew. What would you do? Oh, however, this theme song was covered yet again for Netflix, so it could be put on Netflix, basically. Oh. And someone tries to do that rasp, Uh and then when they say do, it kind of, their voice goes up, and it's like, do? And I don't, (laughs) I mean, not like that. It's like in a man's voice, Uh but I hate it. You're so upset about it. Yes. Now I'm just like in a. Can we just like make a soundtrack? Should we just make like a Spotify playlist of all these songs? No, like, because we have to start writing our own theme songs. Oh right, I'm sorry, but I mean we could use it for inspiration. Um, okay, so much like last week, guys, what did we get right? What did get? What did we get wrong? Tell us. Send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail I want to know your top eight. Like, yeah, is this right? Is it in your line? T- your top eight MySpace friends. Please tell us. Yes. A bunch of people said silver spoons and I was like, Mm-mm. no, Mm-mm. I'm not, in- I'm not into that. Uh, also didn't really watch the show that much. So I'm like, it's kind of weird, but didn't like it. I wasn't on board. Um, so yeah, tell us, tell us what you think. Also find us on the socials. Yeah, maybe write a theme song for a show <gasps> that's on now. What a fun challenge. We'll <gasps> give you something great for it. Challenge. Ooh, we have some swag we could give away. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Send us your lyrics. We'll send you a t-shirt or whatever. We have a myriad of things. Um, And as always, you can find us on Instagram, Fangirl Fridays Podcast, Twitter, FGF Podcast, Facebook, Threadless. We have a merch store. Yeah. Or, you know, send us a review. All of those good things, guys. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with nine amazing theme songs of the 90s. It's already, it's in hot, hot debate. Yeah. Right off the gate, right off the bat, I had like 15 and was like, oh shit, (laughs) this is going to be a problem. Um, So to figure out what our top nine are next week, guys, tune in. We'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track the shows you love and react to your favorite television moments.